This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris, and with me again right now is Jared Maruyama. Jared, how not, are you doing? Not just in your red shirt. Not just a normal episode. This is a very exciting episode. This is the Squared Co. Podcast going into uh, stage two of opening. We're, we're, <laughs> we are slowly bringing guests. Yes, back into the picture. Yes, and I think we mentioned this a little bit in the interview, as you will hear, but we have guests on today, Mike Anderson and Cole Roberts from the Scary Movie Ice Cream Podcast and Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. Um, We always use them as our guinea pigs whenever we are doing something new that we want to try out, uh, whether that be on the podcast specifically. We have actually a couple failed attempts that we try to get creative with something and um <laughs> the didn't really see the light of day so we always appreciate them being so open and available to i don't know our crazy ideas yes yes they're always game they're always nice but it's always fun to to talk to them i think it's actually the only time i talk to the other than online or you know through email right. or something like that but yeah it's always fun to have them on and it's obvious because this show goes on for quite a while this is a very long episode i had a lot of fun recording with them i think everybody did and i hope that's apparent and you guys have a lot of fun listening to this but before we jump into the interview or conversation we have with mike and cole um i wanted to talk a little bit about something we brought up in the last episode which Mm -hmm. is uh, i think we ended with the air quotes homework assignment of eating the sk- dip skittles skittles, skittles dip dip right. is that how all right so jared likes to eat these things on air i already tried them and have my own opinions on these little treats but again these are essentially yogurt covered skittles yeah so it's it's similar to like the yogurt covered pretzels um where i think it's closer towards like a white chocolatey taste than it is like actual yogurt but Hmm. um there's a terrifying yogurt boy commercial for these if you look them i posted it a long time ago but if you look up this commercial it's called they call them yogurt boy in the in the app for skittles for skittles i I think it might be a a uk ad but you can find everything online look up yogurt i think it's called yogurt boy anyway uh it's weirdly terrifying for a a candy (laughs) skittles is not my favorite candy in general i i don't think i ever Buy Ooh, Skittles. I like Skittles a lot. I, I don't mind them, but like if I'm at the grocery store, so I never think, oh, I need to grab a pack of Skittles. It's like Halloween candy <laughs> or something to me. You right. Know? Or if someone has yeah. them, I'll eat them. I don't, yeah, I don't think I go out of my way for them either, but it is of like the fruit flavored candies. I like these. These are on the, the, the top of the list for me. The smell is good. It's got right. kind of like a vanilla sweet smell this is this is also a new trend for us the jared stick your nose in there and smell it that's a big that's a big thing when it comes to these snacky things yeah i like the smell a a lot it smells like a holiday like an easter basket or something so let me ask you this when you eat like these are skittles everybody is familiar with skittles they're very very bite-sized same with m&ms where like it's a tiny individual candy yes 
When you have candy at this size, do you eat them one at a time? Do you do a handful? Do you do like three? What's your method? It depends on the when eating these. It depends on the state of shame eating I'm doing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I forgot. There's also shovel is yeah. an option. Shovelfuls. Yeah. Wipe tears and then shovel in candy. No. Um. <laughs> I think it depends. Uh, if you're eating with someone, I'm always very like, oh, just one or two. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> who, but I, who do you eat Skittles in front of that you're going to be that self-conscious like about your method? Well, like if you go to the movies, eating. right, and someone says, oh, you want some? You're not going to take half their pack with your... Maybe you would. I'm sorry. Maybe you would. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. Um, well, at that point, you really just put your hand out and you let them dictate the amount that right. you get. So it's Skittles like- is kind of like most candies. They're not in a huge bowl where you can just... Grab them. They're usually in a bag, like mm. an M&M bag or so, right? Yeah. So you just kind of, like you said, you just kind of pour out a few and then put them. I'm not mm. like, oh, just the purples first and then just the green. <laughs> um, so no, I, I don't do big. I, maybe if there was a huge bowl of them, maybe I would grab a, mm. yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, not a lot. I don't eat them a lot. But this one, they All are right, so lightly colored. They're not well, brightly it's, it's colored. The, it's the actual Skittle is in the center and it's coated with the yogurt, whatever. So, but the yogurt is even slightly colored, like Easter egg it's, colors. It's a, it's a. Light I think color. it's just the undercolor coming through, like it's more opaque than in a hard white. No. Okay, I you guys, know. you guys take a look, and there's an S on it too. There is a Skittle S on it. Okay, I'm gonna grab so, one. I don't know what flavor it is. Looks like what do you think? Yellow, maybe. It looks like yellow. Okay, let me try it. So you're doing one at a time. Here. Oh. That was what I was getting at. Well, I wanted to taste the flavor. Like, gotcha. So when I ate them, I had, think I had like four at once that I popped in. Very good. I actually really like these. So my big issue with this, I when it's when you're mixing like different flavors. So you got the yogurt and then the skittle on the okay. uh, in the center. I want them to blend together better. When I bit it, I don't know if this is because it was like I don't know relatively cold when I ate them or the way I stored them when I bit into it the outer shell just completely separated Mm -hmm. from the skittle and it didn't really mix as well Hmm. so I feel like if I were to re-eat these again try it again maybe like hold it in your mouth a little bit to have the shell melt it's a little mixed together once you do bite it with the actual skittle candy a little bit better see that's weird I um I, I don't like to hold it in my <laughs> hold it. In my I don't mouth. either. <laughs> I don't either. But I feel like it, it separates too easily the way that I ate it, and it kind of. But it's I don't all know, in your a mouth. Weird sensation. I mean, it's not like it's falling off. Just let me complain. <laughs> Just let me complain. I actually really like these. These are really good. Like I like that. Um, I like that it adds that creamy element to sort of just the candy tartness of a Skittle. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it vanilla-y. I, I you know, again, I, yogurt or not, it doesn't really matter right i think i'm on the opposite side of here mm-hmm. i was not a big fan of this um i don't know i don't i'm not really a big like creamy i'm not a fan of the creamy stuff really what? i do like birthday cake flavored things and then we'll talk about something very special at the end of the interview portion with mike and cole um but hmm. generally speaking i'm not a big yogurt fan oh i um, love that that's really good yeah um, so we, we are at odds with this with this treat here. It reminds me of something else, and I can't think of what it is now, but I will think about it. Um, I did. So before we jump 
forward to another topic here. Since we're on food and fruit re- fruit or treat related things, we mentioned this, I don't know if it was last episode or a couple, um, and we'll just briefly touch on it right now. I'm chewing into I a really, microphone. Can you hear that? I hope it picks up still, in my recording. Anyway, delicious. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I really want to talk about putting together a uh, like a tournament bracket style thing we did with Mike and Cole, coincidentally, mm-hmm. uh, for cereal. Yes. So, but I'm going to tell just you, really, I'm going to be a dick about this because I have very strong opinions. Yes, as you should. So I want to. I was trying to like. We'll just talk about this really quickly here. You know, in traditional brackets, they'll have like sections, right? So mm-hmm. it'll be like. Um, with sports, it's always divisions or where they are located geographically. So it'll be like Western Conference, Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out ways to categorize the food, the cereal types. So I thought like, okay, maybe we'll have a fruit section, a chocolate section. And then I like I that's where I ended. Because mm-hmm. you could either do it that way or you could do it company-based. But then I think if you do it company-based, no. like, there's the heavy hitters... Will just dominate the whole thing. So well, company based, you have to put in too many other shitty cereals, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to figure out, like, you sh- we should have four categories. Like, what would the four categories be, and would be be able to fill them? We either need four or eight per category. So what's interesting to me about this is that, uh, brackets in general. I think set up an unfair. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Show off, like you know what I mean, like face off. Because um, there's there's going to be a, a team or a team like a group or section that is like most popular or like has the best teams or whatever. But I mean, so from a sports perspective, because this is, I think, mostly where we see these bracket right. things and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. And it's up to somebody, some governing body or a person, to right. set that up, right, and to make these mm-hmm. calls, right. Let me see yeah. for a sports team. What are they what are they basing it on though? Are they trying to say like like even levels like okay you guys are both whatever level 5 players. So you you know so it's, let's pick one of the level 5s. College is the is the group or the I don't know tier that has the most like ambiguity to these structures or how these are decided. So mm-hmm. that in college because there's you know hundreds if not thousands of individual colleges with sports teams in the country, yeah, it's like impossible to have uh, them all play each other. To have like you do it off of their season rankings, right? Or right, their right. Uh, so I have no idea how that works. But that you, you figure you, everyone you, looks at that bracket first, the teams or whatever, and and mm-hmm. somebody is pissed, right? Someone's like, "Hey, oh yeah, what the hell? For sure, that's not fair, right? Like, yeah, so." It's weird because, you know, you can have an undefeated record for your normal season in mm-hmm. for college, but still not make it to this playoff or whatever the tournament bracket thing is. Mm-hmm. So I don't I have not even going to pretend to understand how that stuff is worked is uh, worked out. But um, professionally, I know for basketball in particular, it is Eastern and Western Conference. The NFL has the AFC and NFC. So it's. They will break it down into that, and it'll be based off of your season record. So the mm. top, let's say, eight teams in the Western Conference for basketball will be on one side of the bracket. The other side will be the top eight teams for the Eastern right, Conference. Right, right, right. So, 
There's love- like an imaginary line that goes down the cu- middle of the country where yeah. obviously east and west. Well, that at least makes sense to me. Like that, that's a clear sense. division, and that, but it's it's in the right. granular matchups, I think. So we had a problem with. I love how we somehow get sports in here every time, uh, <laughs> but I, it's like when we did the Cartoon Network uh, Nickelodeon thing. Right. Uh, it, it sort of forced unnecessary sacrificial choices, which is yes. what I'd want to try to avoid because we want to get to the point where we are actually, uh, you know, facing off the the top cereals and not just, well, I was forced right. to choose between Raisin Bran and a steak, you know, and you're like, well, well <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? Like, that's not fair. Um, uh, so that's so the yeah, thing. Like, mean, we should really look at, look at it. So we don't already something in the, in the first round just because it's based like off of cereal. my like initial idea of fruit based versus chocolate. Like I, love fruity cereals so immediately like all of That's my favorites why. would be into that category i think we should so, do fruity uh chocolate and then uh not vanilla but that just captain well, that's, crunch yeah and that's another kind of thing. thing so like what would and then for captain crunch they have the berries they have just berries would that go into the fruit category yes. like yes. there's so many weird th- and then kicks is that considered and regular Cheerios, like there's yes. so many weird little variables that don't oat based s- or something. Like I, I was thinking, like, do we do air quotes a healthy cereal? No, because that's like not fair. Because raisin bran, kicks and checks and and raisin bran, while it's labeled a healthy cereal, has well, more sugar than Captain Crunch. So yeah, just, and yeah. then like fr- what's the other frosted shredded yeah. mini wheats yeah yeah, yeah. yeah those and like, yeah there's so many weird so that's little, why i'm like let's i think we do have to break them into categories like we pick the best fe- chocolate cereal and then it can go up against the best fruit cereal and, and something i don't know something like that yeah we'll have to spend some more time on that but then okay. we could do round cool. robins i have no idea what that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just like it having i had a lot of fun with that cartoon network versus nicktoons episode um i think we can try and get like maybe if we milk this no pen intended to be several episodes long oh serial can have can go a, forever a different guest that talk about like the the current matchup that we have that episode mm-hmm. um i don't know there's a lot of potential here and as big cereal and junk food fans uh i think we gotta have a lot of fun with that so go ahead and make a visual right. board behind you so at least we can see <laughs> this like because i think it's gonna go on for a while right and, yeah. And so it's like, I think, are we actually we eating have, these as we go? That's the, like, or do we just oh go by our if memory? We, we have to, we'll have to have, it's got to be um, a number of participants divisible by four. So you've got to mm. do either eight, 16, 32, or 64 different flavors. It's like, mm. even if we do 16, I don't want to have 16 boxes of cereal in my cupboard just because. I don't see the problem. The, you know, <laughs> just because we have to do this thing. So I don't know. Well, we should um, share we'll boxes. Figure that out. I, so I can pour half into a Ziploc bag ah, and then give you the box. Uh, like we That were makes doing sense. Things. Also, uh, on a related food note, I just ordered $65 worth of salt and straw ice cream. So you will be getting half of that as well. <laughs> oh my. I, they, they did this for, um, I think I sent you this. The 31 Flavors does like a do, do it yourself or mm, do it at home Sunday. ice cream Sunday kit. Yeah. Where you get like two tubs of ice cream, you get to or two flavors you get to choose from. You get like four toppings and a uh, a liquid topping, so like yeah. a fudge or caramel. 
Um, and I'm like, ooh, I'm, I was like debating whether or not to pull the trigger and do it and then split the toppings and ice cream with you. That's so funny. See, um, you really do like the gimmick because you could buy all that individually. Oh, yeah. No, I love like pre-packaged gimmicky things. Like I'm all for it. I'm um, for the gimmicky just, things if you get some, something. Like if you got like a Baskin Robbins You bowl, get ice cream. You I know. Ice but cream. like I'm like, oh, I could buy this for half the price. <laughs> like, um, oh, so uh, Salt and Straw did a cereal round of flavors. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why I just ordered all the flavors, the cereal ones. So uh, we can tie it in. Uh, but, um, oh, so this is one of the issues. This, okay, last thing on cereal and we'll move on. All right. They, um, like, what would you categorize Lucky Charms as? Because it's not fruit-based. It's a it's marshmallow oat-based cereal. But what, yeah, but we're not going to have So then we can do a marshmallow round, right? That could be a category. But our, most of the marshmallow cereals are knockoffs of Lucky Charms anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but then, still, it could be. You, we see all these other. It depends. We're gonna have to pull some. Like, it's gonna yeah, be we're like gonna have to go really spend a lot of time figuring this out. But see, you have to make <laughs> it available for people too. So we can't be like, oh, the BB-8 cereal. Right. You're like, oh, that's gone. Even though I have a box still in my cupboard here. Of right. Same. <laughs> uh, so I think I we was need to look disappointed at with the the non marshmallow por- portion of that cereal. I did not like that. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. All right, so that's enough for cereal okay. and food. Uh, really quickly, I was bad with the last episode and did not complete an <clears throat> icon illustration series. I mm. was trying to do two this week. I did not do two. I did complete one. Um, I sent that over to you. Yes. Uh, the problem that I have is like, how do I roll this out and share it? <laughs> trying to spin it back to the Squared Code podcast. So the what I sent you was like a, just a generic post, yeah. I guess, but it doesn't really speak to what we're doing right now. Um, uh, well, you, know, I don't know. you could just do it like you were saying, like guess the movie or something like that. And just talk about it, like talk about your process or something like that in there. Um, and then just mm. link it back to saying that we talked about this on the podcast. I don't think there's much else you can do uh, right. otherwise. I think, yeah. 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 All right. So can you guess? I don't know if I have the title in the file that I I do. So, <laughs> oh, do you? Well, let me see the one that you sent. The one that you said. Be honest. Finished. Yeah. The one that I finished. Last Crusade, of be, course, it is. Yes. Okay, so how many icons in did it take you to figure it out? So I so uh, if you just see the hat and the whip, that could be any of the four movies. That's why I wanted to put those last. So you have so to the, put the Grail in there and the. Um, motorcycle the, yeah the sidecar side yeah, yeah yeah so that that defines it yeah, yeah yeah that's cute though so this if you um follow squared co you saw that we did a icon movie series for sinopolis um that they've been reposting as like a game on their account where it's a basically a sea of all these different movie related icons and within this uh image are little tiny hidden Easter eggs, if you will, of specific movies. So I revisited that style to create this Indiana Jones um, icon series. So maybe and you I release have, it uh, either in one, like in frames, you know, like so like a slider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's yeah. just the Grail, and then it's the motorcycle, and then it's the whip, and then it's the hat or something. Like because to see them all together, I think you get it instantly. Um, but well, that was my thought. Was you start with the motorcycle goal then go to the grail then the hat and the whip Mm -hmm. to me like once you see the hat and then the whip will totally give it away so yeah yeah this is 
This could be fun. I actually, you sent me a in progress of the other one. I really like, I think I like those even better, actually. I um, think those are more fun, um, which, you know, let's hope that I can finish this by the next record. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, we did, <laughs> we had the Mike and Cole on for close to two hours. Mm. So we were supposed to have like a five minute intro. We're already going up over 15 minutes here. So let's so. get to it. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about you guys this listen, more in the future. Yeah. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. And, uh, you know, I will say, I think it gets better as you go on. So stick it out <laughs> to the end because it just gets progressively better and better. Um, at least I had more fun as the conversation continued. But that's enough rambling for me for right now. Thank you and enjoy this episode with Mike Anderson and Cole Roberts. Welcome back to the Squared Co. Podcast. We have guests Cole Roberts and Mike Anderson. Thank you guys so much for coming back to the show and chatting with us. <clears throat> How you guys Thank doing? Thank you guys for Good. coming back. Yeah. Thank you for finally having us back. It's so <laughs> nice to have other people on the show. I'm so excited. I'm yes. so tired of Mark. <laughs> Just talking about trying to dunk and working out. Oh, Donuts. Ex- <laughs> yeah, I forgot what it's okay like with. to talk to people that aren't my wife, kids, and Cole. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This includes, yeah, same for me. <laughs> I really so I do appreciate you guys. We you know we joke about this off record, um, but we have used you for every single time we try a new thing with the podcast. You guys are like our go-to and guinea pig. So it's always. I know I appreciate you guys being so up for whatever we throw at you. Yeah, no problem. It doesn't have to be limited to the podcast. Anytime you want to try new yeah. things. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, just just the podcast. <clears throat> <laughs> Cole's Cole's not as open as not Mike a, is. I'm we'll a get him guy. There. I don't we'll have get the him time. <laughs> it's late and I'm drinking a lot of water today, so Oh, God, when Mike's hydrated, watch out. Oh, jeez. Tough times. <laughs> Fun. So for those of you listening, um, if you haven't picked up on any of our previous quarantine episodes, what we do during each episode between Jared and I, we will answer the same three questions that um, have to do with what we did the past week. Again, just as a refresher, the, those three questions are, what did you do, what did you watch, and what did you eat? I've had a lot of fun um, with the what did you eat portion, and we're going to do that, have some more fun with that in today's episode because we all ate the same wonderful treat, um, but we'll get to that later. I wanted to start off by asking Mike a question. Hmm. And this will this will be the what did you do for you, Mike? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I watched. I'm, I follow you on Instagram, and I watched one of your stories uh, maybe a week or so ago, and I thought this was like I've got a lot of feelings about this, but I'm talking about you <laughs> letting your son believe that the Ninja Turtles <laughs> live under a sewer drain in front of your house. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's a lot of problems here. So at first glance, it's like, oh, my God, that's so much fun. Mike's a great dad. He's playing with his kids and letting him believe this this thing is happening and exists. So you but you took it. Why don't you talk about that? Uh, like how that came to be okay. your son 
Did he go to you and say something like that? And you now, like kind of. But before we go too far, your son's in college. Let's just, let's just <laughs> state this. This is what makes the story interesting. Uh, now it's a story. Yeah. <laughs> He's not. But, you know, in 16 years, I would not be surprised if he still did believe. Um, so, yeah, my son, he's four. Um and so um, we he's in daycare and, you know, some mornings he just does not want to go. And so I have to try and find if, ways to make him excited about going to school or at mm. least um, get out of the house. Yeah, like get out of the door without throwing a fit. So um, we moved into this new house earlier this year. Um, and right in the middle of our driveway is a little is our water meter cover and it looks like a sewer uh a sewer um what do you call it cover yeah manhole. super manhole and um he walks by it every day and he says that's where the ninja tur- ninja turtles live and he mm. uh he, he calls them the minji turtles and mm. um <laughs> and i i i love it i i think that's it's mm-hmm. the most awesome thing it just it swells my heart but um one morning <clears throat> he just it, it was actually one of the first mornings after um their day hair, their daycare had closed for like six weeks because of COVID. And so they'd mm-hmm. been home with me for six weeks and they had gotten really used to being at home. And when I finally, t- when I told him, you know, we got to start going back to school, it was kind of hard for him to, to, to take that. And right. so one morning um, I told him, I was like, Hey Colt, you know, I talked to the Ninja Turtles yesterday and, <laughs> and he got, I mean, his face, he was just like, really? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you know what? If you write him a note, I bet you by the time that you get home from school today, they will have left you a surprise or something like that. And so mm-hmm. it made him excited. Like he, he just drew him a little picture. He left it by the, the manhole and, um, went to school and he was like super excited to go to school. He told people about it at school all day. His teachers were telling me when we went to go pick him up that he was talking about the Ninja Turtles all day. And we, so we, <laughs> when he, when he got home, um, there was a, a letter and a couple little treats, um, waiting for him. And it, I mean, it just blew his mind and it kind of backfired on me, which I can explain <laughs> in a little bit, but, <laughs> uh, but that's, yes. that's, that's how it started. <laughs> That's that's what I wanted to. That's like where the issue comes in is is he going to expect a gift every single time he leaves mm. something? So that this, this is going yeah. to this leaves like implications into the tooth fairy territory <laughs> and like Easter Bunny. Well, that's that's how it backfired on me because it, <laughs> definitely he was like the next day he was like, "Did the Ninja Turtles leave me something?" I was like, "Well, did you leave him a note?" And he said, "No." And he was like, well, let's leave him a note. And, you know, because he was one, he was expecting a price from him every single day now. So I told him that the Ninja Turtles were in New York now fighting Shredder. <laughs> and they won't be back for a little bit. <laughs> it's going to take a really long time. <laughs> yeah. It takes a long time to get from New York to here. So um, it's like a they'll come back once every month. And we'll we'll do it again. <laughs> is that what you told them? It's yeah, they, a month, they, <laughs> they go to each this is state their... once a month. And <laughs> that is so cute. I tried this with Mark, and it it took about a year before he he figured it out. But that is so cute. Like I love that kind of stuff because I think that window, especially nowadays, is shrinking even faster when they will buy in when they're this stupid. Uh, and that they will believe this stuff. Yeah. And like, gosh, it's like so great to be able to do that stuff. And like, 
what's sad is the the moment when he figures this out, whatever that is, mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like someone at school says, What are you talking about? You right. know, or or <laughs> something like that. But Gosh, that those moments, that, that's when I would love kids. And then when they get past the stage, I'd probably <laughs> want to throw them away or put them to work or something. <laughs> uh, so between yeah. the four of us, there are two that have children. Cole, does your, you have a daughter. Does she get excited for these holidays? I oh, yeah. This is not a holiday. Assume, this, let's not pretend <laughs> this is a holiday. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm going to assume that you don't tell her that the Ninja Turtles live outside your front door. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. No, no you're right. I, I don't because I, I love my kid. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> no, but uh, it's it's funny because Jared talking about like just like kind of the innocence and the, the wonderment. Um, I think it was Disney. I guess it was last month or it was early on in the whole COVID uh, eruption mm-hmm. when uh, Disney was like, hey, we've got this 1-800 number you can call at bedtime and mm-hmm. your kid can talk to one of the characters. And yeah. uh, my my daughter is on a huge just Mickey Mouse Clubhouse kick, and um, so we had called Mickey Mouse that night. And my wife has it on video. Um, it's amazing. It's like she she freaks out when she hears Mickey over the phone, and she's she's talking back to him because obviously when they're talking, they're leaving like enough room for you to say something. Uh, but it, it was like, it was the coolest thing I had witnessed. And so the next night she wanted to, you know, she wanted to talk to goofy who she calls goosey. Um, <laughs> and then she, so we got two she dumb the, kids here. Uh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a freshman. Um, so she's, we're a little more lenient with her. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she wanted to talk to Pluto one night and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> like, no, Pluto doesn't say anything, and he doesn't have a hotline. So, um, but what was funny is she. I think eventually she figured out because she wanted to call him every night for that month, and um, she was answering and saying the same things after you know they would say something. So she knew that like eventually, like Mickey working in the garden or Minnie working in the garden that day, and or Donald Duck playing basketball, whatever it is they were doing, she would. <laughs> she would have commentary about that, but it was the same commentary every single night we called, <laughs> but it was fun. It was a good time. I'm, I'm really glad Disney like offered, you know, the free hotline. Do you, can you hear like, is she on speaker? Like, do you hear what they're saying as this conversation is going on? Yeah. Yeah. I put it on speakerphone and like, it's like this, the, it's kind of like the movie phone voice that does the intro. And then you pick like which number the dial. And so she'll call out like, you know, Minnie or Goosey or Daisy. Um, but what's funny is when she chooses to talk to Donald, you know, his voice is so crazy. She's always, she's just like, what? What is he saying? What? <laughs> and that's really funny. <laughs> uh, you, you're going to have to share this phone number with Jared uh, before we hang up today. <laughs> oh, no, I, I've seen the advertisement. I haven't called it, but um, <clears throat> that is sort of the magic of Disney because I remember we were, when I first stayed in, uh, Disney World, when you do a wake-up call, it's Mickey that calls you. And even as an adult, I was all mm. just so excited that you get this <laughs> Mickey Mouse voice calling. It's like, hey, pal, see you at the park and all that stuff. And so oh for God. a kid, that, that that would be just amazing. That's so cute. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So um, we haven't called it in a month or so, but I think it, I think it costs like pretty good money to do that. So <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
so Cole, um, my question for you actually isn't as cute, which I apologize. <laughs> I, I didn't realize we were going to go the cute route here. Um, but you recently posted um, that you had signed up with uh, Beehive Illustration. Wonder if you could talk a little bit about that, sort of explain what that is and like why this was something you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I guess it, it's about it'll be about two years. Um, two years in June uh, that I've gone full time freelance, mm-hmm. and um, I the first six months or so I just kind of winged it as far as like trying to get my own clients, trying to do my own marketing, and. Um, Later that year, I had tried sending out emails to different agencies uh, that specialize in illustration to see if I could, you know, get any uh, get any representation. Because essentially, I wanted to either break into doing illustration for commercial work, or I wanted to keep doing the children's book route. And so, I'd heard back from a couple of people, and they all had really good things to say. But kind of the general consensus was, you know, my work was a little too commercial. Like they wanted something that felt a bit more uh, organic and kind of loose and looking at the roster, most of the people they represented, uh, represented, you know, were traditional artists, you know, watercolors and charcoal and, you know, digital that looked like it was, you know, um, traditional. So, um, I kind of just, I, it didn't bum me out. Cause I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with doing commercial work. Where's that at? You know, um, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> point, point me in the right direction. But, um, I kind of gave up for a bit. And it wasn't until this year, um, to, to make a long story short, I kind of hit like a, uh, like a rock bottom, like, all right, I've spent all of my money trying to sustain the business. I haven't been getting the leads I need to get. Um, and I applied for part-time work at Home Depot. And so the day I applied, I got a call back or the next day they're like, wanted to do an interview. And it was just kind of like, I was a little gut punched because I was like, man, I didn't think they'd actually want me to come in and interview. And I kind of feel like I'm giving up on my dream to have to go do this, but I need to, you know, I need to provide for my family. So I just picked, got, literally got back on the horse and was like, all right, I'm going to email, I'm going to, today I'm going to email 20 agencies and Mm -hmm. I'm going to email my portfolio. I'm going to cater it to each agency individually and let's just see what happens. And, um, uh, literally a month later, um, beehive out of the uk contacted me and they liked what i did they didn't want me to change anything they didn't you know it was like it was perfect for them and so yeah that's kind of new for me so pretty soon i'm moving my part-time work hours back and and going back into freelance a bit more full-time but i've been working with them uh working on my second book um uh starting starting next week and so it's been it's been cool but it's been uh it's been busy. So tell me, I, I if I can ask more questions on this, um, <laughs> like uh, what made you want to go the agency route? And like, did you, was that always what you thought you would do when you went freelance? Like eventually I will go to an agency when I get to a certain point, or was it that uh, you thought this will just help me get, you know, get out there more, get in front of clients more by having, being represented? Yeah, I think one of the things I really kind of um took for granted working i I had spent 10 years working for a a design firm Mm -hmm. um and it's one of those things where you you clock in it was a nine to five gig and you clock in you clock out and you're done and i didn't take i didn't really realize how much work was being done behind the scenes by like my boss and the owner of the company to 
getting new clients to marketing, to talking to people. And when you go freelance, it's like, well, you have to wear that hat too. Um, you, you have to do your marketing. You have to be your, your, a boss. You have to do, it's not just creating the work. And I, that's something I still struggle with is wearing the CEO, mm-hmm. uh, boss hat. Like it's just, it's not part of my personality. Um, and I'm too nice really to deal with people. If they want to lowball me, I kind of let it happen. And that's obviously it's bitten me in the, uh, in the back, which is, you know, I've kind of really, I thought agency would be great to have, but I never knew how valuable it would be until I actually got it. Um, because mm-hmm. I have someone who is helping speak for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is, this is relatively new. Have they been keeping you busy? I know you said you're going to start working on your second book. Um, since you have signed with them, have they been giving you a lot of work? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not like, um, I don't know how much work they're capable of giving me because I've been pretty, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've kind of been a pretty reserved with it. I've basically, I've, I've been contacted multiple times, but I've had to say no, just because I, you know, I, I only have so much I can fit in, but mm-hmm. it, I feel like I want to feel like if this was, if, if I reach a point to where I, I'm just doing work for them, they could probably keep me pretty busy. But, you know, mm. at the same time, it's like, <laughs> who really knows? If, if there's one thing I've learned this year is I, I just have to be okay with uncertainty. Yeah. Um, you right. know, I, as much as I want to depend on somebody or a client, like I, I know that it really is just kind of everything's kind of, you know, it's all temporary to some extent. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the the main things that people kind of don't realize with freelance. It's not like you get to a point where there is no stress. You just get used to that constant stress Yeah, um, that you need to find work always. And that while you're halfway through this project, you're already stressed about what's going to come after this project. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and so you're you're taking on a ton of work, like 110% work, because you're so afraid that, there's going to be a gap or there's going to be something, you know, like, is there going to be three months after this big project where I don't have anything? So you, you kind of yeah. take everything and stuff, but I don't know, Mark, for, for someone like you in this position where you're kind of entering into this, you're sort of forced into freelance right. at this point. Like what do you have a question for Cole at this point? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm in kind of a different position where Cole is doing this as a, an individual doing specific illustration work. Um, what I guess I'm trying to do is a little bit different, but, um, I guess like the big question would be what, and this could go two ways. What has been, what have you found to be a successful and unsuccessful way to drum up new clients or even a way to approach somebody? So I know you said you threw out your, uh, your portfolio to 20 different agencies has that like kind of cold calling approach, would you recommend doing something similar to that? Yeah, I think I think probably the most important thing when doing that is making sure, because you kind of have to look at every situation as um, first, it's a first impression. And so what you don't want to do is show your work to an agency that looks like they don't do anything you're interested in. So like what I learned very early on, um, sending my work to agencies that, really only hire people who um, do traditional based illustration work or at least have the appearance that they do. You can look at it and be like, well, I don't see anyone like me on that roster. Maybe they need me. But the reality of it is 
they're successful in running because they have the contacts of the people who want that kind of work. That's so right. if right. Illustrator A is busy, then we'll try Illustrator B and C and so on uh, because they know what you know what what niche they're in. And so mm. catering your work specifically for the people that you think can represent you, I think is the most important thing because it was almost like when Beehive contacted me, it, it was like they wanted me for me. And I remember yeah. specifically emailing them, cold email. Um, I had catered the work. You know, I put 10, 10 pieces that I felt like these are colorful. These are fun. These are a little more polished. Um, mm. These would be great for educational. Um, I do a lot. I've been doing early reader books um, mm -hmm. as of now. So I haven't even done like a, a traditional picture book with them yet, but I'm doing like the uh, first grade, second grade readers. And to me, I'm like, mm -hmm. that's, that's really fun because they want, you know, they want the funny stories. They want the goofy characters. They want the bright colors because kids who are learning to read instead of being read too, they want to see that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. so yeah. it, it just felt like it, while it's not a perfect relationship or I, I'm not a perfect illustrator, neither are they a perfect agency. It's, it's a good match because uh, I know what they want from me and they're getting that from me and I don't have to be something I'm not to, to please them. It, it's almost like it's pretty natural. That's that's fantastic. I think that's one of those things where uh, there's there's so many things like exactly this point, I think, where uh, when you're on one side of freelance or the other side, when you're when you're considering going into freelance and then when you're in freelance, it's one of those things. Once you're in it, you're like, oh, of course, like this this makes complete sense. Whereas when you weren't in freelance, you have all these other ideas of how it works yeah. or what you should do. But the, it's funny how that just sort of falls in place. Mike, for you, Mike's down in the uh, manhole right now talking to the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's back now. So we'll ask him. How's work been for you? Have you been, has your work been affected by what's happening with the uh, COVID stuff? Um, so yeah, I, I work at an agency, um, full time and I actually work from home now. Um, mm -hmm. we were one of the first agencies in Oklahoma city to go full-time remote. And I don't think, um, we're going back anytime soon. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, agencies, like I've got, I've got friends in agencies downtown Oklahoma city as well, and they've all kind of already gone back to work. Um, oh, and are back wow. downtown now. Yeah. Um, some of them, not, not all of them, but, um, we've got so many people at our agency that it's just like, it's not really safe or it doesn't really feel safe to have all of us in the same building at the same time. So they've kind of left it open and, and everybody's situation is different. Some still have kids that are, um, displaced from everything. So it's like yeah. they, they literally can't leave them. And, um, so it's, it's kind of optional at this point to where you, you can continue working from home if you want. And I've decided to just kind of stick it out writing from home. Cause, um, that's always kind of been my dream, but, um, <clears throat> but as far as, I, um, as like freelance, cause I'll still do freelance on the side. I mm -hmm. lost like a lot of jobs that I was about to start yeah. on right when COVID happened. And like yeah. a lot of things just completely went away. And yeah. there, there was one job that was actually kind of a really cool one that I was excited to work on that just got pulled right out from underneath me because of mm. it. And um, it, things are kind of starting to bounce back a little bit, um, but I've kind of enjoyed not doing freelance in conjunction with um, working full time during the mm -hmm. day too. So um, I've kind of just been 
relaxing a little bit on that. That's good. That yeah. Front. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well while you can. It's a weird, rare time where yeah. everything has stopped. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife and I were talking, we were like, you might as well just in, in kind of enjoy it. Like, um, you know, be thankful that you've got full-time work during the day and don't, you know, kill yourself working two jobs if you don't have to, because you might have to in three months. Right. You never know. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. So that is the dues for the <laughs> my, for Mike and Cole. Uh, <laughs> well, we got we got to know what you guys do's. So I have a question for Mark. <laughs> oh, very Let's good. do it. Okay, Let's do it. I actually just kind of formed this one as we were talking. Because um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, okay, so back in March, um, you bought a pair of shoes, and we know that you're a shoe head. And, I am uh, a, a shoe guy. Let's you see, bought let's... the uh, the Toon Squad shoes. Oh yes, uh, from Space Jam, and I love that. I think that's so awesome. If I if I <laughs> was as big as like if I liked shoes that much, I would totally buy those. <laughs> but um, I want to know: uh, is there another pop culture shoe that, whether it's made mm. or not, that you would like to have? And if it's not made, is there one that you've seen in pop culture that you would like to have? And if not, is there? a pop culture inspired shoe that you would like to have? Like if you could create one, would this you is one? a great question. Mm -hmm. And, um, Jared and I speak about, I think we actually talked about this on air a couple episodes ago, but, um, the, like the go-to answer in terms of like, what's a cool pop culture shoe. I think everybody gravitates towards the air mag from back to the future Two. Boring. Uh, just because like that is, <laughs> I don't know, it's the first like really, the first shoe that had a lot of eyeballs on it in a movie, right? And it was a Nike branded shoe that took place in like a false future. <laughs> Wizard of Oz <laughs> did it first, but yes, I, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not with shoes, but uh, yeah, so that's like my go-to response. They actually, so that was just a prop shoe. It wasn't an actual shoe, but I think a few years ago, they actually did a run mm -hmm. of this shoe, uh, the Air Mag from Back to the Future 2, that had the, the like, self-lacing shoes. Mm -hmm. So it actually yeah. will self-lace. And I actually bought a pair of, they have this line called Adapt, which is, a line of shoes within Nike that does have the self lacing. Hmm. So they have adapt BB, which stands for basketball. So it's their basketball shoe that has self lacing. And because of the back to the future shoe, it is in a back to the future colorway. Hmm. So I have the basketball version of this air mag that does self lace. So you get, you can either like push a button on your shoe and it'll tighten or you download this app and you can tighten and loosen your shoe off of an app on your phone. Oh, wow. Which is, <laughs> that is so super stupid. cool. Oh, yes. Cool. Wow. Cool. Yes, awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is awesome. So for me, I get like it is super gimmicky, but and that is the only reason I love it. I absolutely love nonsense, unnecessary gimmicks just because it's a fun gimmicky thing yeah and there's this whole entire shoe is nothing but a giant gimmick from the colorway being inspired by a pop culture movie 
to the fact that it is laceless but will still tighten. Jared, you wanted to say something mean no, and I, rude. Go yes, on. of course. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. Uh, the Back to the Future shoot, like I get that. That's that's cute and everything, but it's so like obvious. Like I think it's more fun right. when it's when it's not expected. Like the serial shoes or something like that, where you don't think, mm. oh, because I saw the shoe in the movies, I want that shoe. Like I, I get that, but. Like those are so very I, I expensive have, shoes, right? And, and they only made like a few oh of my, them, right? And it was like actual, auction or something. The ones or? that they did, so it was a really weird setup. I think this is maybe close to 10 years, give or take, that this happened. They just released it on eBay and it was like, you know, I'm going to make up a number. Let's say there's a thousand of them mm. and whatever they sold for, that's what it sold for. So there wasn't like an MSRP or a low bid. And now, you know, years later, because those were such a limited quantity, those are going for like fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollars a pair. Yeah. Wow. Um, Crazy. But I think a shoe that is just as much fun as the Toon Squad one that I have almost the entire set for. Last summer, they released the SpongeBob series of uh, shoes. So the summer before that, the the basketball player Kyrie Irving does this like every year with his signature shoe. He'll do a really fun collab. So Jared has one of his cereal box collabs for the kicks, which we talked about. (laughs) Yeah. That was two summers ago. Last summer, he did a SpongeBob SquarePants collab. So his shoe from last year, there was a SpongeBob-inspired shoe, a Patrick shoe, Sandy... Mr. Krabs and Squidward. Um, I have all of those character shoes. <laughs> and um, there was another one inspired by his pineapple house that I don't have. So that's the only one from that collection what? that I don't have. How come? It's they're not like it's not as easy as I want to purchase this shoe. I will go spend money. These some of these were like limited, mm-hmm. so it was more difficult to mm-hmm. get. Um, there's a sneakers app for Nike for these like limited releases yeah. where you have to, that's the only way you can purchase them. And a lot of these sell out within like a minute. So that's pineapple one was one of those that sold out really quickly and I was unable to get one. It is a strangely, uh, difficult, mysterious process. Now I don't know anything about shoes. I, I pick shoes because <laughs> I like it. I've been mispronouncing that, uh, basketball player i'm assuming's name this whole time uh, <laughs> uh because i just wanted sports name. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's right. That's let right. me let's what is his name yeah before i just pronounced it i like to go with the more fancy kyrie uh, oh. <laughs> like the Irvine. mr mr song uh, oh that's awesome <laughs> anyway that that uh release was a very uh, crazy release and that's the only reason why i know this is not that i buy a lot of shoes like this but the cereal one the cereal the ones SpongeBob? no the cereal yeah. ones because they released it on the nike app and and it was kind of like okay this is how you get this shoe is is by the right. nike app and and they were gone in like seconds right right so you had to make sure you got there at the right time pacific eastern log on to the app and the app is all shaky because everyone's trying to <laughs> log on and but then they were available in other spots after the fact, right? Like so, like retail outlets got so many and, and then it was up to them how they would release it, like online right. or in stores. And so like a few weeks after that, people were sending me links and saying like, oh, you can get them here at this place. You know, they've got them. And 
So that's how I ended up getting them, actually. But I did try yeah. it the initial release, but uh, it was gone in like minutes. So wow. it's it it varies between every single what it, the type of shoe is, which retailers are going to have the opportunity to resell it. Mm. Um, but like, so Nike has an allotment that they will right. release through their apps or their channels. Assuming that that sells out, even if it was only available through Nike sneakers app, it's inevitable that they're going to get returns and like shoes sent back to them or they're going to have mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. mess up with their inventory accounts. So they almost always have like a a second release of the like the extra inventory down the line. Frustrating. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they did that with the one of the first shoes I got once I got really into sneakers was the Air Susan, which is was a tied to great name. The light. Leica Studios, um, The Missing Link. Mm-hmm. So the Sasquatch in That's that, cool. his name is Susan. Mm-hmm. And they released a shoe that looks like his outfit. Um, but anyways, they so that sold out right away. I was lucky enough to get one that sold out. They ended up selling it through Leica's online web store a few months later. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could just click on there and buy it, no problems. But it's a, it's a weird market and like... I don't know, kind of industry. But again, because of the difficulty, it makes it more fun for me. Like that just the difficulty in getting the shoe is kind of a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I enjoy that chase. It's similar to like if you were to get a limited toy or like mm-hmm. like trying to hunt down a specific toy that is sold out at all the stores. Like that hunt is kind of fun and the build up with the hype. Uh, a lot of the shoes that I really go out of my way to get, like the SpongeBob's and the Air Susan, is because it's tied to pop culture and or a cartoon. Yeah. So the same with the Toon Squads. Like all of those are the ones that I'll either pay aftermarket prices for because I am crazy and really yeah. want it. Or it's like just that fun gimmick of being attached to a cartoon. So Mike you- and Cole, you guys are uh, married with children and responsibilities and houses <laughs> and things like that. Good for you. Uh, does that, <laughs> I, I would imagine that has to affect how you guys collect things. I know you both like toys mm, and you collect these things, but how, how has that situation changed you know, what you buy or what you'll seek now. Like, I, I'm sure, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, you, you kind of have to <laughs> discuss these things, right? You can't just yes. go buy a $300 pair of shoes and tell your wife, look what I got. And she's like, what? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. how has that affected how you guys collect now? Man, uh, I, I for- still, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I still buy everything. I just have a lot more guilt. <laughs> <laughs> good answer <laughs> as he as he says that in front of a teenage mutant ninja turtles arcade cabinet <laughs> well that's honestly that's why i do freelance still is so that i do kind of have that extra money mm-hmm. um to buy myself extra things every now and then because i would feel extremely bad it wouldn't even i feel bad i wouldn't buy it if i didn't have like the extra income coming in um to to get that kind like um because i was even going to ask you mark if you'd heard of a a, i think they're a shoe outlet called anta a-n-t-a oh i think that's actually like an asian um shoe brand okay because they did a partnership with dragon ball z and I am mm. not like a shoe person at all. The most expensive pair of shoes I own are from Walmart. 
And, Very good. Um, but they did a partnership with Dragon Ball Z and they were the most beautiful shoes I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. But one of them specifically was for the Majin Buu character, who's this big, like pink bubblegum character. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I could never wear those bright. And, I mean, the shoe, all of them are yes, super loud shoes. Yes, They're you can. Like, super colorful. I believe in you. <laughs> He's not in California, me, though, you know. Let me. Okay. <laughs> I was actually right where you were before I started getting into shoes. And like, there's, I, I get the hesitation, but mm. <laughs> I I don't know. Once I got into like the beyond the collecting part of the sh- getting shoes, and I actually wanted to wear these like more loud and crazy shoes. I what I'll do is wear like really subtle everything else. So mm-hmm. I'll wear like you know blue jeans and a t shirt, but then my shoes will be outrageous. See, that's um, a, that's I just feel like that would call more attention to him, and I'd feel even more. <laughs> more embarrassed <laughs> oh man i i gotta I feel like I'm i need gonna, to walk around with a fire on my head to get people to not look at my shoes <laughs> yeah i mean if you go with some of these louder especially like the cartoon inspired shoes it's it's kind of impossible not to have people look at them uh but yeah i don't know although i, I love, don't i don't really I notice people's shoes as much as i think i would i mean i i mean maybe if they're really bright or unusual mm-hmm. you kind of do but i'm i don't know maybe it's just because we're in california and stuff too that you don't i don't know just it, nothing it's it's rare that something strikes me as like i think it's worse is when you wear the star wars thing to a star wars movie then to me i'm more <laughs> a little judgy or like oh geez uh you know <laughs> but, i i got i specifically get dressed up for all the star wars premieres which which just proves my point but but i think <laughs> it depends on like where you're going and what you're doing and and like you know like mark's very precious about his shoes too because these things don't get pulled out for just like oh i'm just gonna throw these shoes on they're like kept in boxes and kept nice and brought out for special occasions when they make sense and and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of with uh, Mike on that one, too. Like, I feel like... I'm pretty neurotic with all that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, I'm more self-conscious about it, I think, than you would be. Like, those kicks shoes are so bright yellow. Uh, I've been obsessed with, like, finding the right yellow shirt I should wear with the kicks <laughs> shoe, <laughs> which is not the best approach, obviously. Uh, yeah, that's funny. But what about you, Cole? How's collecting changed for you? Man, it's, it's way different in... I mean, it, it really happened, like, once I got married. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the, like, like uh, throw my wife under the bus. But um, I don't know. What, what's so funny is, and, and I had this conversation um, uh, when I was still living across the street from Mike. Like, Mike <laughs> and I graduated at the same time uh, from college. And I don't know if Mike remembers, but I, I was a sneaker guy in college. Like, I had big, beautiful, bright Nike sneakers often. Nice. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of got out of it and I've just, I've worn Vans, black Vans for the last decade. Mm. Um, uh, kind of the same thinking Mark is where he's, you know, he'll, he'll wear toned down clothing, but he'll wear the loud shoes. Mm. Um, I kind of got really addicted to tattoos. And so, <laughs> um, I, I'm loud all the time, just my, my body is. And so I have to wear, <laughs> I wear really plain clothes because my arms are super colorful and, and kind of just, they do what the shoes would do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but as far as collecting goes, um, the reason I talk about Mike and I, uh, being out of college was I remember specifically getting my first job and just 
trying to rebuy my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was yeah. buying, you know, all the old action figures I used to have. Um, <laughs> thankfully, most of my collection still is from my childhood. My parents were really good about keeping uh, at least the important toys. Yeah. Um, and so I still have most of my Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles, but things like you know, the Flintstones from the movie or, you know, like the weird stuff, <laughs> you know, those got tossed. Um, the Harriet, the a lot spy of crew thing. You no, got I still have, I still have the Harriet the spy. Mm, very good. Very <laughs> that's, good. that's a prize. I won that. <laughs> <laughs> he earned that. It's my favorite it was, story ever. Yeah. It took me four hours, but I, I earned it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, when I got, I just spent so much time before I got married buying everything to mm-hmm. where like once I got married, my wife's like, all right, I'm going to handle the budget now because clearly you don't understand how to <laughs> how to use money. Um, so, yeah, I, I've not bought toys. Gosh, like what I've tried to do is only collect the things I'm really like passionate about. So mm-hmm. if it's a Ninja Turtle or a Ghostbuster or Mad Balls, that's kind of like that's kind of it for me. Um I'll occasionally get like a figure (laughs) like Cuphead. I love Cuphead. Um, I've got some of that. I've got some of the Mickey Mouse stuff from the, was it the 90th birthday? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got some of that, but that's really like the last like collector toy stuff I buy. But I I buy records too. I mean, I'm I'm really like my record collection is kind of my my baby do you guys have to have like talks about this though this could go for you too mike i don't know how it works for you guys but like i I could just see these very sort of serious talks where she's like okay so um about the mad balls um (laughs) you you went way over your mad balls budget this month and that's okay but like you know like is it is it a conversation or is it like i get this allowance for collectibles Man, it's it's so random. And, and the thing that sucks is my wife does not she doesn't want anything like <laughs> she doesn't like to well, shop. She can't relate to this in any no, way. No, no, right. it's so true. Like she doesn't like she doesn't like to shop. Yeah. So she's not she doesn't like to buy clothes. She doesn't like to she's um her hobby is training our australian shepherd and they run agility and they compete in competitions. So oh, wow. that's that's kind of where her money goes. So it's like I'll we'll pay for her to take classes monthly course. This is all pre COVID. Now she, Mm -hmm. we don't do any of that, but, um, she, you know, she gets the dog in classes. They, then she enters our dog into, um, competitions. So that's kind of her thing. And she would rather do that than like have stuff. Me, I'm like, I'm like, I want things. I want to go to a store Mm -hmm. and pick up a thing and bring it home with me. And that makes me happy. And, but it's like, it's hard to like, compare that to like her going out and doing something productive where I just want to have stuff and that it, it becomes, it feels more of like a morale issue than it, uh, mm. than a money thing. Right. So I wish she was a little bit more selfish. I wish she liked things, <laughs> which makes Christmas shopping incredibly hard. Cause I never know. Like yeah. <laughs> you want this, you want to keep taking classes with the dog? That's <laughs> right. Just just get a new dog every year. But that's oh interesting God, too, though, like because the dog thing is kind of an extra. That's like an extra thing as well. Right? Yeah, it's a very different. Yeah, thing. it's an extra body in the house, you know, right. food and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to it's, feed it's, my it's toys. It's a continuous expense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's interesting. That could be a whole nother show talking about that. I had no idea. That's what the other side of the mm-hmm. household that was happening over there. 
Yeah, I'm. Are, yeah. I'm like I'm in kind of like the same and different situation from Cole's because like my wife's the same in the sense that she never buys herself anything, mm. but I do the budget of our of oh. our household. So so you can so fudge I, the books and. Like, <laughs> 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 no, but I I just I'm very very good and very strict about only buying stuff with my freelance money. Like I yeah. will I'll never buy extra stuff from from our combined salaries. So Mike, is there something that your wife buys that you're like, uh, could we cut back on this a little <laughs> food for the kids? Oh, jeez, well, <laughs> you're pretty tight there. Run it. That's the first no, day of no. last week. What do you mean? We have to feed them again. No, like I, I'm, I'm oddly like, I don't know, anal in my head about money. Like, um, uh, our combined salaries goes towards anything and everything that isn't mm-hmm. my toys or collectibles. Like right, it's for right, right. bills and food and fun stuff and just anything that we want to do. Um, but then what, if, if it comes to like the Ninja Turtle cabinet behind me, like yeah. I didn't have enough money to buy that. So I actively like sought out a freelance job to, to, <laughs> to make justify money that to buy that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. That is. You know, when you, that's great. As you say, like, it, for my toys out loud, it makes me feel so ridiculous because <laughs> I'm right there with you. But, like, you don't think of it in those terms. And, like, yes, I'm literally an adult buying yeah. toys we, that were made for, like, yeah. 10 and under. Oh, no, no, well, no. My like, daughter, mm. well, she, she, she would go, like, she comes into my office, which is Toyland, and she goes, daddy's toys it's like yep Mm -hmm. and then she'll like she always brings a toy with her she goes my toy i'm like yep she's like where's mama toys (laughs) she doesn't have any she has no toys yeah Yeah. i've never felt so silly as when i had to explain to my kid that these are daddy's toys and they're not for playing with (laughs) but my wife was telling me a story about this uh she was talking about uh this girl that she works with um at her job and how her she her the girl that she works with was getting into it with her boyfriend about him like buying all these guitars and like mm. he just has like uh, 13 guitars i was like who needs 13 guitars and she yeah. was like as the guy with 400 action <laughs> figures in his <laughs> office that just sit there yeah in boxes it's funny though yeah. how it's a, such a difference like i'm always thankful like i'm like if I had to buy a lot of jewelry for someone, I would be so angry all the time. Like that's the <laughs> like I'm fine. If you want a an original Millennium Falcon in the box, I will I will spend a thousand dollars on that for you. But you want a piece of jewelry that costs this much? Like three months salary? What are we? What are, what kind of world are we living in? Like I, it's yeah. funny how it's so hard to make that sort of jump to something that yeah. you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Crazy. All right, Mark. So <laughs> we went off on a tangent there. Should we should we continue with oh. the questions? Yeah. So what's, oh, yeah. Uh, who wants question to ask for Jared? Answer? There you go. Oh, I get a question. All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. So on the subject of doing things, mm. I want to talk specifically to quarantine things like the timeline, the quarantine timeline. So sure. what is one thing that has come out during the quarantine that you've either uh, that you've liked doing uh, or like entertainment wise so like is there an album or a song or a tv show or anything like that i know it kind of we kind of get into the watch but Mm. uh 
question, but I just want to know if there's anything media wise or uh, entertainment wise that's come out during the quarantine that you that you like have enjoyed. Hmm. Um, the bar has been dropped so low now for entertainment. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that it's gotten any better. I am watching Trolls Two. Yeah, exactly. that came out. During, yeah. <laughs> I am watching more TV than I ever have, uh, just because it's it's the only other option now. We can't, you know, I'm not leaving the house a lot. Obviously, I'm not going out and about. So, um, the the TV is on kind of more than I and I ever have. I don't know that there's anything unusual i i am i am enjoying the the media more i am less distracted now i I, when i am Mm -hmm. watching something i am really watching something now or i'm really listening to this podcast or i am really listening to this audio book and you know before you're so busy because just the normal day was filled with leaving the house more or or just seeing Mm -hmm. people um and so now i think that is uh, fulfilling that in some weird way uh so like (laughs) that's where all your attention goes and you're so happy to have it and when new episodes drop or uh (laughs) you know a, a new thing comes you're just so excited like oh i can't wait friday we're getting more episodes of this thing and so it it the I think the role that that has played in my life has improved. I, I don't know that that's a good thing, but I'm so more excited about it. And that might make me like things more because, uh, you know, it like it, it's serving a purpose now. Whereas before it's like, well, I yeah. don't want to waste my time with this thing if I, if it's no good. So like space yeah. force is coming out or, or it's just dropped now. And I'm so excited. Today, yeah, yeah. Because there's a new thing out and Oh, it's a new <laughs> thing. I can watch yeah. it. I spend so much time on that Netflix menu. Just Looking through, you know, over and over and over again. And I see the same things. And then it's funny what, you know, Thursday, no way I'm not watching that. But Friday, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give that a try right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'll I'll go through like eight episodes before I give up as opposed to before I'd be like the first one doesn't grab me and I dropped it. So um, again, I don't know if that's better. I'm sure I'll go right back to my regular viewing habits once this is sort of normalized. But um yeah, I think that's really the only difference. I don't know that I've seen anything that's been unusually, unusually good. So like with like with Mark saying Trolls Two, and these films <laughs> that are debuting, I'm still kind of on the fence about paying for the streaming stuff. You know, I'm like, well, yeah. there's all this other stuff. I'll I'll just watch all that other stuff. I don't I don't. Nothing has come out that I felt like I'm going to pay twenty bucks to watch this thing on TV at home. So, um, but I think that's the only big difference for me media wise. I've found that that movies coming out like this uh, so interesting because I have wished forever that they would do this because mm-hmm. having kids, it's very hard to go to the movies. And yeah. But there's so many movies that I wanted to see and I'm like, man, if they would just make it available, I would pay 20 bucks right. to watch it at home. Now, they've not they've only done it with a few movies so right. far. Um and none of them have really been anything that I really, really want to watch. Not so Scoob? I feel- you don't want to drop 20 bucks for Scoob? <laughs> I feel bad not doing But there was one movie that I really wanted to see. Um, it was The Invisible Man, mm-hmm. the new Invisible Man movie. I really wanted to see that. And they actually did it with that. They released it early and I didn't buy it. And I th- I think it's like when it finally came time to put up or shut up, I was like, I don't know if I can see <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's so interesting because that's like totally in line with you know this is i feel stupid saying this but like your brand because you guys have a scary movie podcast Mm -hmm. so it would make sense for you to 
put up instead of shut up in that instance. I think with that one, it was like a movie that I wasn't guaranteed to like. Like mm-hmm. there's movie like the new Black Widow movie. If they would release that online, I'd probably buy that one because it's a Marvel movie. I'm fairly certain it would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a another one that was just off the top of my head. Oh, that um, New Mutants movie that they keep pushing oh around. That I just so want to see that now because it's been delayed they, so many times. Right. It's been like, I think like three years mm-hmm. since yeah. the original yeah. release date. And they keep like updating the release date. Yeah. It's funny is they're all like kind of... T- playing teenagers in the mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. you look at them now they're probably like <laughs> look way older yeah um that uh new ghostbusters movie if they mm. would have done that instantly i would have oh yeah for sure i yeah. would have begged my wife be like let this be the thing i buy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think they're doing more of just the shuffling of the release date than um releasing them early but it's interesting. The ones that they are doing early are seem to be these animated children's movies yeah. as opposed to like a big yeah. blockbuster. Or my, my wife brought up a good point with that. Like they said that the Trolls 2 thing like changed the face of this. Like this was going to mm. start the movement of them starting to do this more. But it was like that was a kid's movie during the height of COVID mm-hmm. where kids are at home all the time. Of course, parents are going to drop 20 bucks to shut their kids up for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. It, it was, uh, it, and there was no competition, you know, had, had 10 new movies come out that day at the same time that people wanted to see, would it have done as well as it did? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I still think like what I like about the hesitation is that we will still drop 20 bucks to go to a theater for that experience just mm-hmm. to see it big and i don't want that to go away you know i I don't want people to not value that experience anymore so um and then it feels like things come to the free channels so quickly that you feel like Mm. well i can wait a month and then i you know then i don't have to pay for this thing yeah so uh, i'm still in that like even renting something when it comes out a little earlier than the free that's still on like five bucks Ah. yeah <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I used to be a huge Blu-ray movie mm-hmm. buyer. Um mm-hmm. and now it's just like there's no point. I mean, I'm go this thing I want to watch on Blu-ray, I'm gonna be able to stream it to the 4K TV through Netflix literally in like a month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just At like to point, me, like I would really be- like to save that thirty dollars and you know, just be patient <laughs> yeah. and enjoy it for free, you know, or for the, you know, s- Ten ninety nine or whatever you whatever it is you pay for Netflix. Yeah, Disney yeah. Plus pretty much wiped out my Blu-ray purchases. I'm like, nope, not gonna buy, <laughs> yeah. never gonna buy it again because it's coming yeah. so yeah. quickly to that channel. Uh, that's right. like your online library now. So well, and Disney doesn't have sale prices. They're like Nintendo. Nothing <laughs> they do goes on yeah. sale. Like you pay full price for it, and it will never go on sale. Just live with it. <laughs> what what do you mean Nintendo? <laughs> so you guys will have to film me Ninten- like games. Oh, or something? Well, so it's oh, like yeah, it's like Apple doesn't do sales. Apple never really goes oh, on right, sale. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Like you'll never get the new Mario game for half price. That's unheard of. Like you won't even get it for twenty percent off. It's you like, only get it. It'll go down when the next generation console comes out mm, and they have a Mario game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it'll only still be slightly cheaper as long as that right. old system is still in production. <laughs> that game will still be almost full price. Right. Did you guys see that Nintendo Land in Japan? It looks yes, I want to go. Crazy, so bad. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I it thought looks amazing. It, 
Um, they're doing a, a version in Orlando, but it's still a few years away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be the same because Japan always does like such an amazing job with these things. Like they'll go above and beyond, whereas we kind of yeah. cheap out here in America. We're like, well, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll we do half that? of what? that. Yeah. We got to really get... need Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to get Tim Anderson back to see if he can spill any details on that yet. Yeah. He did talk about that a little bit, I think, didn't he? Wasn't he, he already so working? He does. Yeah, he does really, really. He's like the first step in these productions. I think it's like blue sky production mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. concepting phase. Yeah. So he's like the literal first, first pass in this like artistic creation of these new worlds. So I think he probably worked on this a few years ago. Wow. And just he can't talk about it until whatever leaks or gets uh, right. I don't know, right. The the press releases get out. All right, so we're going to transition into the next question, which is, what did you watch? Oh. Um, you okay there, Jared? I'm okay. I'm okay. This, this is this is a tough one, huh? No, we, um, we yeah, we, we're good on this one. Okay. We'll make so Jared and, Jared and I watched the same thing, so we'll start, which is the Zenimation, which is available on Disney+. Plus. Um, I wanted to, before I give my input, I mm. wanted to ask you, Jared, so you're very into, um, like you started meditating. Mm. You are kind of in this like Zen mode, for lack mm. of a better term. Does this play into that for you? Like, do you? I'm not, I'm trying to be as serious as possible. But like, <laughs> does this, do you have a greater appreciation for something like this because of your newfound interest in meditation uh, and whatnot? Initially, I thought that's that. I thought, oh, this is great. This is this is unusually uh, subdued for Disney to put something like this mm-hmm. out, right? Like, usually it has to be the opposite. It has to be louder and flashier, and the kids, <laughs> you know, put a skateboard and some sunglasses on that thing, and the kids are gonna. Love love it um <laughs> you know like let's go back into all the old animation we'll put sunglasses on snow white and earphones on the dwarves um so this is like completely opposite but what i will say is when i did finally watch this what i love about this is that it just showcases the animation and um with disney and star wars i think do i think for some reason clip shows when they do a clip compilation of like disney animation or star wars moments or something like that that to me is more powerful than watching the actual film, right? Like they just take the highlights, they put that Star Wars music behind it, and it's like you're in tears when they show that oh, yeah. binary <laughs> sunset or something, right? Like you're just like, oh my God, this is so important. Um, and so that to me is what is great about like this. Is it really showcases the animation. It, it takes so it's not trying to be funny. It's not trying to be like, let's, you know, uh, impress you with what we've done here. It's just these quiet moments that show this really beautiful animation. A lot of it is the, the hand-drawn stuff, which, which I love. Um, but it, it shows this great animation in a different context, which I, you know, for adults, it's great. I could see maybe you put this on for kids when it's like bedtime. You're like, yeah, you can just let these things sort of play out and it's not <laughs> getting them overstimulated just before right. bed or something like that, but it's still animation. Um, yeah, it is relatively calming. Very uh, calming. as you watch it. Yeah. yeah so the yeah. thing that I was confused on, I thought it was supposed to be kind of like a backdrop to meditation. Mm. And then when I looked at the length, I'm like five minutes. They're all about five minutes, give or take. Yeah. Um. It they go. It goes by really quick. Mm-hmm. What I would have preferred seeing, just because like that's when I heard Zenimation, like my mind went to meditating. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought it would have been better or more uh, effective if they just had it on like 
not necessarily loop, but like mm-hmm. put a water animation from Mo- Moana and like boats passing by and have that transition to like the little mermaid water and like having smoother transitions that play out a really long time as opposed to a lot of quick jumps in a five minute period. I think, That's a cool idea. Yeah, it is. because It's like a screensaver or something right right you would just that's what i was thinking it would be like a really soothing noise with this pretty uh animation over it they did something like this with uh frozen they did a frozen yule log where it was like the frozen fireplace (laughs) and it just that's what i was thinking this would be but i think what they're doing here is is they're just recycling the animation so you know for something like frozen that's current and digital they can they can quickly do these things and it doesn't take much time or effort but to to pull something out of the little mermaid or something it it just doesn't exist right like you have to yeah so i think it has Mm -hmm. to be choppy if you're going to include anything pre uh, tangled. Um, so, <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. And I, I would even like it if they let you run these things nonstop all the way through, yeah. just let it play completely instead of so then you got like a 30 minute chunk versus these five minute yeah. gaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I, I agree. I would say it's not a, it's not a soothing thing because it's, right. it can be sort of a jarring, um, transition, but I just like looking at the animation in this way yeah. and that it doesn't have to be the same clips that we've seen over and over. Like when they play that, um, the clip from Zootopia, the, uh, the, you know, they always play that one this, where they're the skyline. No, the, talking about? they play the sloth clip all the time where they're in, Oh, which is funny. The, the first DMV. few times you see it, but like yeah. by now it's like, Oh, this is taking so long. <laughs> like like yeah. it's a funny <laughs> joke, but it just, it takes so long. So, um, it's nice to just see these like, beautiful scenes of like um you know the scenery stuff or the the nature mm. stuff and stuff like that so very little character stuff in there actually um so it's kind of yeah. it's kind of nice to see but i agree it, it's it's not really a meditative thing it's just like so a. I think if thing. i go back and rewatch these again and it's easy because they're so short with that mindset just to appreciate the art for mm. what it is i definitely have a different experience but i was i was a little confused as to what was happening and like you know, what I was watching. Have you gone to that animation building at uh, California Adventure where they just... Oh my God. In high school, I used to just stand in that room for, you know, like an hour because it, it, you get surrounded by all of the the art um, Mm -hmm. from different movies and the soundtrack is playing either like, you know, the, the single song from the movie. Yeah. Or just music. The background music. Right, Right. But it's so like you get, enveloped with these weird emotions and feelings um it's yeah it's very that's very soothing and yeah something like if they could translate that experience onto a single screen that would be cool but i don't know yeah so that's what i think i'm picking up on is that that kind of a a feeling um whereas like i wouldn't like you know like oh Home on the Range is making me cry in this in this <laughs> setup, you know. But normally, if you just watched the film, <laughs> it wouldn't. So I think that's yeah. why I, I like any kind of clip show. So yeah, <laughs> Mike Cole, what did you guys watch? Mike, you can go first. Okay. Um, uh, we watched. My wife and I watched this movie on Netflix um, called The Wrong Missy. Hmm. Have you seen yes. or heard of it? I. I loved it. Okay, honest. I did too. And I really didn't think I was going to. And um but it's a Happy Madison production which is um Adam, Adam Sandler's Sandler. yeah. um thing. And it's got David Spade in it who I absolutely love. But it was like 
David Spade, David Spade playing '90s David Spade, like he even <laughs> looked like he did in Tommy Boy, um, like a much older version of David Spade from Tommy Boy, and I loved it. Like that initially pulled me into it, but um, we were my wife and I were sitting there watching it, and it was kind of like stupid comedy in the beginning, but for some reason, reason we were just laughing so hard at it. Yeah. And it, it, it we stuck with it through the entire movie. I, I would say time. it's stupid comedy throughout the entire film actually, but it, I mean, it is. Yeah. But it was like, it was very engaging, stupid comedy. And like, it, that's, <laughs> that's hard. I don't typically gravitate towards that nowadays because like, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I want it to be like the most yep. earth shattering mind altering <laughs> movie that I've ever seen because I just don't have the time to watch movies anymore. Right. But I don't know. There was just something fun about Turning your brain yeah. off for an hour and a half. I think that's exactly what why it kind of grabbed me as well. Is you know it is a stupid movie similar to all of the Happy Madison Adam Sandler movies, which just kind of a little slapsticky and mm-hmm. kind of silly jokes. Um, but uh, yeah, it was exactly that. Just an hour and a half of turning your mind off and watching some stupid comedy bits yeah because it was extremely predictable too like you knew exactly how that movie was going to to wind up just from the first five minutes of it but i don't know like it we loved it i almost want to watch it again it was see that's one of those things that kept coming up in my like you know how they like force feed you stuff on netflix like for the first (laughs) month that it's out so that keeps coming up and i i didn't know what it was until you know i saw it then i'm like Oh, it's a David Spade movie. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this: I'm opposite of Mike, and was like, "Oh, David Spade. Yeah. I don't know about that." So <laughs> I'm not necessarily a big fan of his, but he plays uh, of like he normally is the straight man in mm-hmm. yeah. these like comedy duos. He does that, so it's not like he's not overbearing and like yeah. crazy and annoying. Um, not Joe yeah, Dirt. I mean, Exactly. (laughs) It's uh, I mean, you have to go into this with the mindset and like expecting it to be a stupid comedy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think if you like lower your expectations and go into go into it with the right mindset, it's a it's a fun uh, it's a fun watch. I think one of the reasons that I liked it so much was because uh, Cole and I were even kind of talking about this on the last episode that we did of Saturday Cast, where it's like we don't really like the current state of comedy right now. Mm. But it's like this movie was kind of like the current state of comedy and the old state of comedy battling each other almost because the Missy, Mm. the Missy girl in this movie is really annoying and she's just like overly annoying and like this new age, like cussing and farting and doing all these (laughs) gross things that are supposed to be funny. And it was David Spade reacting to that because he's just like really put off by her throughout the whole, throughout the movie. And and I don't know. It was just kind of that duality that was really kind of making me laugh along mm-hmm. with it. I'll have to check that one out because my wife suggested it. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. About. I mean, it was just, it was funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I, um, so the weird thing with, obviously with, with everything going on in COVID, everything's kind of done filming. Um, so my, my wife and I have been watching uh, a CBS show or no, I think it's ABC, ABC show uh, called uh, Bless This Mess. Have you seen it or heard of it? I actually, yeah, never heard of it. Okay, so um, it's a uh, it's it's Lake Bell and uh, Dax or uh, gosh, what is his name? Uh, 
It's Kristen, Kristen Bell's husband. What's his yeah, name? Dax Shepard. Shepard. Yeah. Dax Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's, so in, in the show, it's a couple from New York who, um, inherits, or I forget, maybe they buy it. They, they buy a farm in Nebraska. And so she's, she's a therapist from New York city and he's like a music writer, um, journalist and they buy a farm in Nebraska and move there. And of course that's kind of the, the comedic elements, these two city people trying to have a farm in, you know, a buck snort Nebraska is the, um, name of the town. And, um, on the show, uh, on our show, the Saturday cast, um, I was just talking about how, you know, I'm not a fan of like new comedy shows. I just, I feel like a lot of it's like more funny because the characters are really self-aware about how funny they might be or how awkward a situation they're in might be, which kind of takes me out of the, out of the, uh, out of the story mm-hmm. as a viewer. Cause I'm like, no, I, I should be able to laugh at this because I think it's funny. Not because you're telling me, you mm-hmm. know, this is funny or, or that it's awkward. And this show was like, I hated it when it came out. Like it was nothing but the terrible, self-aware, terrible comedy. But what what happened was, I think I think starting out was a little rough around the edges, but it was kind of like this train wreck. You just wanted to keep watching. Like, <laughs> you just, like you can't stop. It's just so interesting. But they kind of found their their pacing and they kind of found their footing mm-hmm. and how they these characters actually became like way less annoying. Like I think they found the beats they mm-hmm. were trying to hit because um, it really just felt very chaotic to begin with. But it became a really good show and. Uh, unfortunately it got canned, um, after this first season or I guess second season and the last episode was actually really good. So we had had a chance to catch up on it only to find out that it was canceled <laughs> and I was and bummed, it but like I was an like abrupt ending like that. Yes. Like a really, like up. a really big abrupt ending. I mean, it, it yeah. felt like it could have been the last episode in a way, but at the same time you're like, it's centered about these two people's lives. I would love to see what the incident goes, you know, how, what, what the next season would be like for them. Um, but it's a really, it's a really good show. Now I, I like it a lot. Um, I think Lake Bell, the, the girl who acts in the show, sh- uh, she writes for it and she does a really good job. I think, um, I think she's really funny and I think, uh, Dax is really funny. So watching that show has been a lot of fun, but I was like, when I found out it was canceled, I was like, man, that's a bummer. But then I thought, what technically isn't canceled right now? Yeah, like, yeah. nothing is being made right now. So it's, I guess it's not that big of a deal. Plus everything now, like, has a second life. Like, it could get rebooted or someone else picks it up and, like, continues the season, you know? So you never know. It could come back. Uh, I've got I've got mixed feelings about that whole fad now. There's actually, um, <laughs> if you guys have Amazon Prime, there's a documentary about this phenomenon. Um, God, I cannot remember the name of it. Not helpful. The um, <laughs> the the it's about. Um, so I guess I didn't realize this, but Star Trek was canceled or about to be canceled, and there was a couple in the middle of America that led this campaign for fans to write into. Uh, what the production company to get Star Trek uh, prevent it from being canceled. And then from that, like they formed this actual, like a company that had a lot of power and weight in Hollywood over the 
if a if a sh- TV show was going to get canceled or not. This was the original like this, Star Trek, or oh. yeah, like in the '60s, okay. or whenever the uh, Captain hmm. Kirk one yeah. was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this company that formed as a result of this successful campaign, they had a huge pull and a lot of uh, weight in Hollywood. If a show was like on the brink of getting canceled or not, if they endorsed it. The basically they would be saving the show because they had all of these watchers or viewers that would like back the show or not. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it was an interesting thing to you know see that this has actually been going on for a lot longer than just recently. Well, I think that they, I think know, internet makes it more obvious now. So a right. shitty show like Full House can come back with this great <laughs> fanfare like it was such an amazing show back then and oh, now it's back. It was. Like, I, I could care less about that show, but um but it gives it a second life because people can sort of, you know, gather oh, online man. and say Mike like, and Cole's it. ears are bleeding right now I, <laughs> I am just roughly when I do the math I am roughly a thousand years older than you guys so yeah we saw these <laughs> things very differently <laughs> understandable yeah. and, I, and I will say I don't think four house was the right answer <laughs> <laughs> to anything yeah no it, I mean it's that that's a show where I'm like everyone like I, I had people calling me in the middle of the day to tell me <laughs> Did you hear about four? I'm like, no shit. I love Full House. Of course, I heard about this. I signed the petition to make this happen. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it's just kind of like I'm excited and, and I should love this. But when they do it, I'm like, no, this is not. This is not it. Yeah, this isn't good. This isn't. And I've watched it and I've watched every episode as it's come out because I, I feel like I have to. But I'm not enjoying it. Like it's. It's not fun. But I mean, it, it's like they're even being sort of like wistful about, oh, this is the final season of, of the new Full House. Aren't you sad? Aren't you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Here we go again. It, you know? Like it's, it, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I don't know. I, I could I think what happened to that show is um, I I don't know. I, I think I think what happens when you bring something back, it's not necessarily for it's not necessarily for me. It's mm-hmm. it's it's for me to supposedly share with my kids who are my age, but I had kids y- late and so they're not they don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like so it is for me and I don't I don't it's not good. Yeah. Like it's yeah not they did the same thing with Girl Meets World, I think. Yeah. It was just like felt yeah. so forced and it didn't it didn't have- feel the same. Have any of you watched the new All That show? No, I haven't. I have no. not. I was actually watching a couple episodes today, um, and uh, <laughs> of course, see how low the bar has sunk. Uh, <laughs> so what's what's funny is in the first episode, and and some it's produced by Kel Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a lot to do. He was in the original All That, and he has a lot to do with the the new production. And so, like in the first episode, they brought back three of the original cast members and they had them in like the cold opening. And then they also had them do um, some skits throughout the episode and they reprised some of their famous roles like um, good burger and um, vital information. And, and it was so cool because that it, that it was so seamless. Like it was like, I was watching the, the old show 
um, just in HD. And it was like, it was still funny. I was laughing so hard at their, when they were reprising, but then like the new kid, the new cast would do their new things. And I was just, it it was awful. Yeah. It was not funny (laughs) at all. And it, and I was like, I just, I don't understand why it's not. And it, cause I don't think it's the nostalgia. I just think that it was legitimately funny. Mm -mm. No, it was Um, the nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't want it to be i want to i want to believe that the stuff that i like is actually good good <laughs> it's like when um, it's your kid yeah. and your kid does something you're like oh that's hilarious and amazing but uh, you know someone else's kid you're like yeah it's annoying yeah um <laughs> I, I was watching a, a clip from another episode and kel replied re- reprised his role as uh, coach Creton. And it was so freaking funny. And they had a, they had a special guest on. I don't even know who they were, but they were current, um, current pro wrestlers. It was like three, three, it was like a trio. There's three of them. And, um, I don't even know what their names was, but it was like, that was obviously appealing to current, like young children. Like they knew who they were. I had no idea who they were, but it was still funny because (laughs) Coach Creighton was funny. Which brings us to snacks. (laughs) Yes. So Mike, Cole, and I are more or less 90s kids. Mm -hmm. So this is going to age Jared, I hope, as well. Yes. Um, We all ate the same thing. But I want to, before we get into it, I'm talking about the 90s classic snack, Dunkaroos, which has recently made a comeback. Everything's a classic now, isn't it? And I think, yes, I think this... (laughs) Is very obvious a nostalgia thing. Um, <clears throat> Jared, do you remember these when they came out in the 90s? Yes, because I was an adult. So, yes, I remember. <laughs> so, you remember you were shopping for yourself. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, Dunkaroos, like, I remember the title because I remember thinking, like, that's so stupid. Like, I, like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the concept. Just uh, already, I, th- I'm disagree with you because i love the title and it was it's, like a it, kangaroo right wasn't it yep. and it was a, he had an australian yeah. accent right dunkaroos i don't know. obviously uh i mean <laughs> so it's hilarious now because it's a nostalgia thing but like if dunkaroos came out right now you'd you'd roll your eyes at that i'd still yeah i'd still get it no but it would seem, it's, it's, it would seem it's impossible <laughs> for me to remove myself from my current feelings it's like if they did a parody of a, a snack on a movie like Dunkaroos would be like, <laughs> like perfect. So, uh, yeah. So I'll let you guys take the lead on this well, one because okay. I, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for these things. I know for sure that me, Mike, and Cole ate these growing up. Did you yeah. eat them? Do you yes. have experience with these before, Jared? No, this is like Lunchables, where I'm like, Lunchables look so shitty, but everyone has all these like affectionate, <laughs> you know, so, memories of it. All right, ha- have you ever eaten or consumed? Dunkers. No, I did not. So this will be your yes, f- and you are going to. Eat- oh, this is exciting, guys! You guys go ahead and talk. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have my Jared because first- I saved mine. Good, 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 good. Okay. So Jared, yeah. for people that are, don't listen to us regularly or follow Jared, he loves birthday cake flavored things. Sprinkles, so pretty this much, is, right? This is going to be right up your alley, <laughs> I think. Okay, so. You guys can talk about this. Is this uh, this new packaging? Is this how it was? Is this what it looked like? I don't remember exactly the packaging before. I know like the concept is the same, where you have a tray of like vanilla cookies or sugar cookies, 
And then you have a little pouch of frosting <laughs> that you dip them in. With not I, nearly enough frosting ever. That was going to yeah. be my biggest complaint. It's like you get a shitload of cookies <clears throat> and like you got to, the ratio is always fucked up because you either run out of frosting early or you have to portion and pace yourself to a really, really small amount per cookie. Yeah, you don't get gypped in Lunchables. Like you get cracker cheese meat ratio it's all right. it's all the same it's perfect the the pizza lunchables is the most disgusting th- i'm like oh they're awful but i eat those all the time <laughs> oh, <same. laughs> those are disgusting but i love pizza it should have been kid, in like, quotes for the gimmick you know it's like yeah ugh. it's it i mean it was cold <laughs> like cold sauce <laughs> on like communion bread <laughs> uh, okay so i for some reason right. i thought these were sticks it, was there something else that was like a oh, stick they, version? Uh, like Reese, the, Reese's, I think, mm. had the stick, like a pretzel stick that you can dip into cheese. Yeah, and they've got like, those cheese sticks. And then they had like a like a bread stick kind of thing, like yeah. a bread cookie that you could dip into chocolate. So it was always these little tiny cookies with a D on yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. It, it tastes amazing. No, I just have no, mine. Back in the 90s, they Wasn't used it, to, They had the kangaroo. They had a kangaroo. Yeah, so. Yeah. The only thing about these new ones that's really the same is the typeface is generally the same. I've got an old package pulled up on Google right now. I'm looking at it. Oh, I was just going to say I could I knew I could count on Mike to do the research. <laughs> well, into I actually have tree. I have very strong. I'm so glad like it made me so happy you sent these to because I've been looking for them. I, I've not been able to find them anywhere in in my local vicinity where did you get these Mark? Um, uh 7-eleven so i actually yeah so i don't know how it is across the country but locally they're only available at select 7-elevens that's what i'd heard and wow. I, I went to like three 7-elevens and i'm scared to death don't because have of COVID. In Tennessee. <laughs> so i went to a couple and then I couldn't find them, so I downloaded the 7-Eleven app, <laughs> and they, they do delivery, and on the delivery wow. service, you could order the Dunkaroos. All the oh vital stuff. That's awesome. What else can you order on the 7-Eleven app? Like a five-day-old hot dog? Is that available? Uh, <laughs> probably. So it's actually, it's like, it's weird because you download the 7-Eleven app, and you can make purchases through the app, but it is order fulfilled through grubhub weird but you don't have to have a grubhub account it's yeah it's a little complicated. did you know 7-eleven wow. was huge in japan that it's like a japanese company that actually owns 7-eleven here really yeah it's weird there are 7-elevens are very elaborate like it's like good food and like it's crazy it's a very different thing there <laughs> uh so okay so the the cookie shape have you was different that I think that they might have had this because so it came out like mid or, or mid early 90s maybe and it actually existed through like 2010 mm-hmm. which was surprised me that it lasted that yeah. long. So I feel like they had variations of the cookie cuz I I don't know yeah. if I'm misremembering but I feel like they did have the circles at some point. They did. They had the D circles but they also had like it was a mixture. You'd get yeah, yeah. some D circles but you <laughs> then you'd get like little That's right because I remember I used to like be obsessed over making little cookie sandwiches Mm -hmm. and you had to get the right shapes to match. So you had to get two kangaroo heads or two uh, cookie circles. You couldn't do a cookie circle (laughs) with a kangaroo head because that's just ridiculous. (laughs) So let Uh, me ask you, Mike, how did you eat these as a kid? Do you remember? Did you have like a technique? 
Um, I actually preferred the chocolate ones, oh. and I I was really bad about not portioning my frosting, so I would wind <laughs> up with way more cookies than I did yeah. frosting. Um, it's I did like the confetti um ones. And uh, I just took a bite of mine for the first time, and it actually really does taste a lot like uh, I remember it. Um, mm-hmm. Those the chocolates are a little. Th- what um, was chocolate the first thing, or was it just like they were no, always I, I think, available? Both. I think vanilla was first, and then maybe chocolate shortly after. Mm-hmm. Or so what I'm like realizing, that. and I I just making this realization is made by Betty Crocker. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fairly certain this is just cake frosting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had no idea because <laughs> it tastes just like the funfetti um, cake cake frosting. Um, but uh, these cookies are a lot thinner than I think you. Use. These are like communion wafers, and um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I would love a communion wafer and frosting package. <laughs> okay, Jared, you've had a few. Let me let's hear your initial thoughts. This is the first time you've ever had one communion wafers. Oh, no, no, they, okay. <laughs> um, I, I think they are exactly what you think they're going to be. It, it, it's, a, it's a gimmick. It's a packaging. It's a put it in your lunchbox kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, and that's oh, yeah. a, exactly what it tastes like. I would not go out of my way to, to get these. Like, um, <laughs> it's funny because Walmart <laughs> sells like a version of this. Like in their their bakery section, right? It's just a. I'm sure they have like a bunch of companies do their knockoff versions, right. Of it, yeah. But like back in the old days, the lunchbox thing, like that was always the you know like. So when I was young, Capri Sun was like drink of the future, right? Like it came yeah. in these pouches, and it wasn't a metallic pouch. Yeah, it wasn't a bottle, and it was like, oh my god, you had like how many chances to get that straw, in and you can just like ruin the whole thing if you did it wrong, and. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think this is just like a convenience, like a, a fun thing. Like when I, anytime you can dip something like this. Like so for me growing up, it was the crackers and cheese one with the red stick. Mm-hmm. Like that's what everyone had in their lunches then. Um so like to me oh, they the, have the peanut butter ones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other thing. Yeah. So this to me just seems like a variation on that. It just seems like that's exactly what it is, a convenience thing, not a Okay, you're not answering the actual question though. How do you feel about the taste? Uh, it's, it's fine. It's like what Mike said, it's it's just frosting. <laughs> Like a canned frosting with oh, a come on man! I was had such high hopes for this for you. No, I, I like it. I wouldn't say it. it's it's not bad. It's just it's not unusual. I like that it's vanilla and that it sprinkles, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think a lot of this is nostalgia for for most people. I mean, yeah. If you just look at that packaging, it immediately takes you back to the '90s with that. They like, didn't put outrageous- the kangaroo on the package in the old ones. I don't know if they did on the individual package. I feel like that was on like the box that you would buy from the grocery store. Yeah, it was definitely on the box. Mm. Um, they had like little five packs of them, mm. and the the entire printing was printed over the five separate packs. So like, imagine oh. five of these lined up. So you'd like so rip like, one off. Yeah. So the kangaroo take- was on one of them, but he wasn't. On all five <laughs> did the kangaroo have a name? Uh, Dunk. Dun- Um, i'm not sure yeah do you guys remember the cookies being a little more graham crackery like i thought they were from my memory i thought they they were closer to a teddy graham 
Yeah, kind of yeah, in. that's what yeah. I'm thinking. I don't know if that's because I actually will buy Teddy Grahams and a jar of cake frosting and dunk them, <laughs> <laughs> or if that's how they actually were. Oh, that's a great idea. Because believe me, too. I've done that many a times, made my own Dunkaroos. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like there's nothing outrageous here. It's just the packaging. It's cute. Like, it's, yeah, it's cute for little hands. It's cute, and- convenient, and nostalgic at this point. But then I could just see like little hands just dropping this whole thing and you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like I I I'm a little disappointed to come to the realization that like we could have had this all along. You just buy funfetti <laughs> cake frosting. Like everybody's so excited for Dunkaroos to come back, but it's like the ingredients are there all the time. It's not like uh, ecto cooler where like mm, i don't yeah. give a damn about it have anything to do with ghostbusters i just love the taste of that and i want it yeah back. the taste is phenomenal yeah really the yeah, high I c that it. was the high c drink yeah mm. oh yeah was that only available in those little things like the lunch box you could get them in cans in cans yeah mm. yeah oh my god i just i love i think they i think they it? sold bottles of oh them they too. did oh, it man. was just like a green orange juice right it was, it was like a tangerine. It's a tangerine soda. Flavor. Yeah, no, it not was soda. Juice. It's 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 a juice. Yeah, but it's tan- It's like a tangerine flavor that just I don't know what it is about it. Uh, there's there's a juicy juice um, <laughs> tangerine drink that tastes dangerously close. Yeah, to ecto cooler. If you take yeah. some green food coloring and drop it in there. You'll it's never know the difference. <laughs> so was that a real I mean, it's, Ghostbusters kind of thing? It's missing thing? that one ingredient. Yeah, they had Slimer yeah. on all the packaging. I mean, it was for the cartoon, though. Like, it was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love. So I was, I've been following you, Mike and Cole, for years. I remember when, like, they re-released this within the past few years. You had, like, you captured your hunt for this on your Instagram stories. And then I think, you actually, you talked about it on one of your podcasts as well. Like yep. you trying to hunt down <laughs> yeah. this drink. <laughs> it's one of our infamous episodes. <laughs> yeah. I kind of lose my, I kind of lose my mind on it. And, um, it wasn't, it's not me in my best form, but I, I was very passionate and very distraught. So was that only brought back for a, like a really short period and it's gone again? Yeah, it was brought back for the reboot that had uh, the lady cast for Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, so. you could buy it online, but the lady um, cast. It, it would sell out really quickly. And right. then anywhere that you could buy it physically was only sold, like, on the East Coast. Like, it never came to oh, where so I am. So I Cole had buy to buy it. a flight to get this drink, which is why it was such a big deal. <laughs> it actually came to Tennessee. Um strangely enough, uh the chain one of the um one of the uh supermarket chains we have is Publix, mm-hmm. which uh is a Florida um Florida uh based grocery store, but it it made its way to Tennessee in the last decade or so. And um but they were selling it. And so I would just, I had to go to that Publix every single day. And I'm not kidding. I went every single day after work. It's like, drive home from work, stop by Publix. Then I go home and see my wife. Would you but ask I had to go see if the, when you went to these stores, like, do you guys, do you guys have in the back or is it getting shipment tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I place special orders. I, um, <laughs> they have my phone number. They have my, <laughs> I mean, it, this is, I've never gone out of my way in my entire life for anything like I did for Ecto Cooler. Like it was 
every lunch break was spent driving <laughs> oh. around the city of Nashville, going to just anywhere that had a grocery store. I went to, I went to gas stations. I went to grocery stores. I went to mini marts. I went to, I mean, just any place that sold high C mm. in general, just hoping I would see that box on the shelf. And the one day I didn't really like check after work because I, I knew we were going to go grocery shopping anyway. My wife and I were at the store <laughs> and I like my heart just stopped and I saw it from a distance and I I random that like <laughs> like I was running through a field of daisies to get to that. And I grabbed them. I grabbed all of them off the shelf and hugged them. And like I left one because I didn't want someone to get screwed because I know there was mm-hmm. going to be some other nerd there later. Who wanted this? Yeah, but I went back the next day. That nerd never came, so I got that one. <laughs> it went back five minutes later. Well, time's up. So, did you dole that out over time? Were you like very precious about like I can have one a day? Yeah, you know, no one. Oh don't yeah, yeah. Touches. So, yeah, it was one. It was one a week. Um, Mike <laughs> had did me a solid and sent me a case of the cans because I never saw the cans Ooh, in person. I only nice. saw the boxes. And so for that summer, I had the crisper of our refrigerator just stocked of Ectocor. <laughs> I was allowed one a week, and I would drink it while watching a Ghostbuster cartoon. So oh, sit on the couch with my juice box, watching the cartoon. It was the best summer. <laughs> It was the best summer of my life. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That was one year after I got married, too. I actually, I have to revise my story slightly because I said I never found them in person, but there was actually one place in Oklahoma that sold the cans, and it was, they were releasing them at Select Tinsel Mart, or Tinsel, what is it, Tinsel Mart? Tinsel Tinsel Town, I think. It was a Tinsel, Cinemark. Theaters, mm. but yeah. we have we have one Cinemark theater, and it's called Tinseltown in in Oklahoma, and it was like right down the street from my work. And so, like one day at lunch on my lunch hour, I went to it, and you couldn't get to the concession area unless you bought a ticket for a movie. So I had to buy a matinee <laughs> ticket to um, Avengers, and um, or it was to Civil War. And so I bought the ticket. I spent four bucks, not even knowing if they had them. So I, ha- I had to buy the ticket and then I went in and I saw like they had those little miniature like refrigerated cases and each one had two cans in it. So I took two cans, uh, bought them and then immediately left the theater and went to my car and drank and drank them. <laughs> but isn't that was so- that was the weirdest thing to like taste that drink. Yeah, and literally have a flood of memories uh-huh. like wash over you. Like I've never had it. Like it. And I'm a religious guy, but that was a <laughs> religious experience. Like that was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is this is incredible. Um, That's I, like it was like I could just picture myself being at like the dinner table with my family and having that, you know, and I'm like eight years old or whatever, and it was yeah. just like I don't know. It was it was incredible and. <laughs> That's My biggest fantastic. accomplishment was not only having one for summer, but I stretched it all the way to October to where I could have it during the nice. spooky month. And it, I mean, it was like, that was amazing. Was the, was amazing. the last can or whatever it was uh, upsetting or, or monumental? Like, okay, I'm going to save that for oh, Halloween yeah. night or something like that. Yeah. I did. I did save it for Halloween night. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, I feel, I honestly feel like a lot of that is gone or I'm just not aware of it now. Like I don't see that kind of, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you, is there anything currently happening where you see the same kind of, uh, fan love? Uh, like, do you think that will be repeated in the future for certain things? Maybe we're just not aware of it right now as it's happening. Are you talking about Man. like food specifically? Well, that's such a pop culture food thing, right? It's not just a food yeah. thing. It's not like it's your favorite right. thing. It's just like, you know, McDonald's will always be McDonald's, but then you do that Mulan sauce that they did one year and it's this <laughs> yeah. crazy thing. Like I don't I don't get that sense anymore. Maybe I'm just not paying attention in the same way. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Mike and I kind of talked about this recently too, but I feel like as far as like food and stuff goes, I think a lot of people have kind of cut down on the sensationalism mm-hmm. and tying it to brands because they're not necessarily wanting people to want something because of what it's tied to. So there's just not a lot of that. And I don't, I, you know, like I, like a kid nowadays probably doesn't know how cool it is when monster cereal comes back on the shelf right. in October. But for me, like that was always on the shelf. That right. was my Saturday morning breakfast my entire childhood mm-hmm. and yeah you know th- there's nothing that you can't have these days as a kid yes and whatever you do get when you get it it's so disposable and it's so consumed like i like i have a collection behind me of retro video mm-hmm. games all right now you can still go to the store and buy a playstation 4 game on a disc but most people will play games digitally where they'll buy them digitally or they play it on their phone yeah or whatever yeah. it is. And how nostalgic are you going to be over an iPhone game you played in 2015 <laughs> when it's 2032? And not only does that phone that you played it on not exist anymore, but you know, you can't download it either and 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 relive it. Like you have to watch somebody do like a a let's play of it recorded on YouTube, you know, 30 years ago to get that same kind of <laughs> it's kind of like You can get anything you've ever wanted in your life on eBay from your past. But the one thing you can't do is you can't go back to Universal Studios and ride E.T. or Back Mm -hmm, to the Future. mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And if you never did that, then you'll you'll never experience that again. And so I I feel like that's kind of a more similar instance of like what a lot of things are like today. Like you're just not going to be able to to be nostalgic about it or at least experience it. again. Right. I agree. I think there's something. Like it's gotten bigger now, you know, like for, for kids, I would love it if my nieces and nephews and the little people that I've known would be like, oh, I really want this toy. Great. I'll go look for it forever because that's what I do. That's what I like to do. That's fun. Yeah. But you know, you ask kids now, like, what do you want for Christmas? And they're like, iPad, iPhone. I'm like, well, yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I can't buy that for yeah. myself, let alone for you. So, um, <laughs> yeah. like, it seems like that charm of it is gone. Like, look at the, the Happy Meal toy. Like, it didn't cost anything, but you wanted that thing so bad. And then you wanted to go back and try to get all 10 of them in the set. Mm-hmm. Like, that mentality seems kind of gone now. Like, I, I think yeah. they will feel nostalgic about Candy Crush or <laughs> Angry Birds. But I, I won't understand that nostalgia you know um so that i think that's where the the big yeah. shift is like it doesn't seem as cute anymore that they just want an amazon gift card uh, at seven years old you know in, instead of an actual <laughs> yeah. toy you know like that to me is kind of heartbreaking right yeah. oh yeah new, definitely there's a new trend that i've kind of noticed with with my kid of like 
we let him watch the iPad iPad um, a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing that he really likes to watch is this little kid named Ryan. And he did, he started out doing toy reviews with his parents. Ryan's toy. Now he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he's got like his own show on Nickelodeon and it's all, I mean, all of it is a gigantic toy commercial mm-hmm. and he will actually specifically ask for certain toys that he sees on Ryan's show. And so I'm thinking like if there's anything that he's nostalgic for later on in life, it could be something like that. And there's, there's definitely been like TV shows that my kid has liked, but they have such short shelf lives. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and also the fact that we don't watch anything on TV. Like it's, it's, it's on our television, but it's not like we're tuning into Nickelodeon to watch right. the show. It's like, I'll watch seven episodes of Blaze and the Monster Machines in a row because it, they'll just start playing one after another. It's not like I'm tuning in at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning to catch my favorite show anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's 2.30 in the afternoon and I want to watch a all couple, these shows yeah. all at once. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I guess this just all makes us sound very old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> But it's sad because I think we're witnessing that shift. Like, I think even for us, like, liking certain things like that, I I think even our parents, to a certain degree, had similar feelings towards toys. uh, And so maybe we're at the end of that era. Um, Because you look at something like a Christmas story, right? You can still relate to what he's talking about in a Christmas story. Right. Um, It's not like it's completely abstract. We get that feeling. And I think that's, like... They might not under kids might not understand that now in the same way that we do or, or feel that like, oh, my God, I remember when you wanted a toy and you couldn't have it. Like, it doesn't seem like right. that happens anymore. Like, everybody yeah. gets yeah. toys. I think you're right. It'll They'll probably equate that to uh, some whatever the latest technology thing is. Yeah. So, like, them not being able to get the new iPad or whatever the new thing will be in the future. Instead of a physical toy, it's like the technology thing. Although I will say for your generation, you guys are very nostalgic about the old video game uh, systems, right? Like video games are so advanced now, but you guys are like, oh my God, it's the old one with the shitty games and I have to go buy. Like Mark, weren't you looking for the old Nintendo? I want to play that shitty game again. So they had the um, the <laughs> NES and SNES classic, right, which right. is Cole. Actually, I can see it behind him. He's got the original. I have, I have, those are the originals, but I have the the re-release, like the newer <laughs> yeah, yeah. things they did downstairs. <laughs> We're um, transitional. <laughs> okay, to speak on that though, this is what's kind of crazy. I those old systems I can't hook up to a, a modern television. That's kind of what oh, I'm talking about. You need about some when, like crazy adapters. Yeah, like, from a Radio Shack which doesn't exist, right? Like <laughs> so when they put when they put this back out, you know, on the systems it was these HD hookups that you can put it into your 4K TV. Now, do, are the graphics 4K? No. Mario is still made of a bunch right, of squares. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the ability to now um, I, I could probably get to play this game for another 20 years as long as TVs have USB hookups, <laughs> right, you know. Right. Um, and to me, that's what was more exciting about it. Um, and personally, like I play, I'm not as big of a gamer as I used to be just because I, I just don't have as much time. But like I play my Switch just as much as I play my Super Nintendo and NES today. And to me, it doesn't make a difference. Like 
like like a challenge so something i've been doing in quarantine is trying to play through the zelda games Mm. i've never played a zelda game um as a child and when breath of the wild came out on switch i was like this game looks amazing i would feel really weird just jumping into this game and enjoying it for what it is without having gone back and you know experience what everyone else experienced like kind of like if you watched a Star Wars movie and, and you know, you liked it, but it's like someone like Jared is like, well, I grew up with this. Like, I've waited all this time for this. And and so uh, the the early Zelda games are very, you know, they're not exciting looking, but I'm finding out they are actually amazing games to play. Like, even though they look like crap, <laughs> they're super fun. They're very entertaining. And. Uh, that first Zelda game that came out on Nintendo is actually now to me in my top 10 favorite games of all time. And that's up against anything that's come out in recent years. Hmm. Jared has like no idea what you're No, I, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> Zelda. It's a video game. <laughs> I think that's interesting, though, because I think that is that's part of the shift. Right. Like where our parents can't yeah. understand, like, why are you, why do you can't, like these new games look so much better? What you know, why would you want to go right. backwards and. Like this old game, and and I think that's obviously nostalgia in general. But um, yeah, yeah, it just seems like it's it's shifting to this more like uh, digital world instead of uh, um, the physical stuff, which I still adore so much. Yeah, know? I'm a big physical media person. Yeah, I, I do though love the idea of just getting on Netflix and pressing play on something. Like for some reason, it's incredibly hard to get off my couch and put a DVD in. Or it or is. Whatever. That's true. But Mark and I were talking about this too, how like the shift of um, our, our generation wanted a bigger and bigger TV, but these kids yeah. don't mind watching things on their phone. And that to me just seems like yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I won't do it. If it, YouTube, I'll watch on the phone, but I will not, I will not get on a plane and watch a movie like I'll, I'll settle for the screen that's slightly bigger on the back of the seat, but I will not watch it on <laughs> right, my phone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I will only watch something on a flight on my phone if it's something I've already seen. I don't want the first experience mm-hmm. to a new movie to be in this little tiny screen because I feel like it's it like cheapens the experience and it's like it doesn't give that whatever it is, a fair chance. Particularly with yeah. movies, right? Like it's, for me, it starts like YouTube, of course, you'll watch that on your phone. TV shows, eh, okay, yeah, that, I, yeah. that can work. Big Bang Theory is not going to lose any quality because I'm watching on the phone. <laughs> but then you get to movies or something that you really like and suddenly it seems like, eh, this doesn't look right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that totally. All right. We've gone way longer than I thought we would. but Always um, when I've these guys a, come on, though. I've had a lot of fun. We always have fun when Mike and Cole come around. Um, We'll have to figure out a new, something new to test out on you guys so we can bring you back to the show. But um, before we hang up here, I just want to say thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate it and hope to have you guys back on soon. Uh, Why don't you give, let them uh, do a plug here for their uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, Two shows. If you like scary movies or spooky talk, we, we, we tell ghost stories sometimes. We talk about <laughs> scary music we've heard or, you know, urban legends, things like that. Mostly movies, though, and TV shows that are scary. But Scary Movie Ice Cream Night podcast, um, it's been around since uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't hit 100 episodes <laughs> yet. <laughs> That's the goal this year is to hit 100. And I think we're going to do it. 
Um, <laughs> but that's that's been our show for a long time. And then two years ago, this is probably more embarrassing. We started the <laughs> Saturday movie uh, I, or Saturday morning ice cream podcast. And we're, we just did episode 16 where we talk about <laughs> kind of similar things where it's our grumpy old man episode. Mm. So we talk about our dis- <laughs> dislikes of the current uh, current landscape and, and you know, uh, pop culture and, and media and things. But Saturday Morning Ice Cream, if you like the nostalgia talk, if you like hearing about uh, what it was like growing up in the 80s and 90s and our takes on that and just fun memories, I feel like that show's a little bit different than most just because we really talk more about like our childhoods mm. particularly than just a topic at hand. So um, if you like tangents, if you like hearing uh, hearing people talk about what it was like, if you had fun with things. this episode. Yeah. Yeah, you you would probably like the Saturday cast. So Mark, we'll take a quick break here and come back for the next two hours. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nope. You know what? I think that is it for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you later. My name is Sydney. I'm an Aussie hunk. Got a wacky snacky, don't just eat your dunk. Cookies on one side, frosting on the other. The creamy taste will drive you wild. Let's have another Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos. You don't just eat your Dunkaroos. Frosting's like chocolate, vanilla, yummy cookies too. Tastes so good with a glass of Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos cookie and frosting snack. You don't just eat your Dunkaroos. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, you can cut that out. Um. <laughs>